How did the clown die? His little car exploded. The joke car ex exploded on him. You <laughs> big photo serious? of an anonymous man's bulging underwear was tweeted from Congressman Weiner's account. I'm miserable now. I had something different, especially for the Teen Vogue party. Your former Charmed co-star, Alyssa Milano. I asked Michael why it was easier to train oil drillers to become astronauts than it was to train astronauts to become oil drillers. And he told me to shut the fuck up. So that, that was the end of that talk. Why you want to leave me? That I'm an Italian girl from New York. Oh, Good night. I met his cousin. Bitch, I want my damn ATM card. I can't control my horny level. State of Florida versus Casey Marie Anthony. As to the charge of first degree murder, verdict as to count one, we the jury find the defendant not guilty. And I'm so miserable podcast with Elaine and Emily is innocent. Here we are. Why? Why exactly? So we actually recorded this intro two weeks ago, but now we have to do it again a little bit because we're supposed to be telling you why we are doing the podcast, but we ended up talking about our favorite TV shows instead. Funny, it's funny to me. It's funny to me. Yeah, and that's the that's the why of the podcast is that if it's funny to me and Elaine, then it's worth it. But we actually didn't answer like the core questions, so we're gonna get the homework out of the way now. So we'll actually tell you why right now, and then later we'll laugh about Nathan for you. So why is the podcast called "I'm So Miserable"? Start off with it's pretty true. Start off with it's facts. It's facts. I wanted a name that was universally okay. So I didn't want the podcast to just be like limited to a subject like pop culture. I just wanted it to so we could talk about whatever we wanted every single episode. It's worked out so far. Yeah, you came up with the name. You sent it to me, and it was like perfect as soon as I read it. Yeah, but I said I was like, "Can you come up with anything better?" <laughs> you were like, "No, I'm not even gonna try." I'm glad I didn't. It was kind of just the first thing I came up with. I tend to marry whatever idea I come up with first and what I thought was really funny was that if other people would ever talk about the podcast they would have to say I'm so miserable so <laughs> that's the why of that yeah are we so miserable well, I did just say facts it's facts so yeah I mean it honestly it's pretty true for me don't get me wrong I I really like my life and I'm happy with a lot of aspects of my life but there is this overarching feel and theme of misery for me um me too and we kind of talked about it the other day and I feel like it's a very common feeling I'm also uh disclaimer very mostly happy with my life most of the time and it's I feel like this sense of feeling miserable comes from how did you word it it was perfect what you said I, ha I have this idea of who I want to be in my head and I'm so far away from it whether it's like career-wise yeah. or just how productive and proactive I want to be with my career um, I don't know if I've ever talked about it yet but I guess I want to be a graphic designer but it doesn't go very well <laughs> you gotta own it you gotta you gotta self-affirm you know that's like what I've learned since I've moved when people ask what I'm doing if I say I'm an actress, and other people will believe it too. True. You are one. I believe it. And it really helps when people believe in your vision, and I think that's like an integral part of our friendships that we've always both really believed and supported in one another. That's why we're here now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like it's like really <laughs> meaningful to have like a friend who's like completely supportive of you and will do a podcast with you. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I just have a lot of ambitions, create 
creatively. <laughs> That's the word to use. I'm, I really, like, when I think about my dream job and what I want to be in the future, like, I'd love to write a TV show or a movie or something. But, you know, what's ever going to give me the credibility to do that? have to like make stuff and do stuff yeah and that's 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 kind of why we're doing this too i guess is because i'm sure it's a common theme for artists it's easy to it's easy to know what you want to do but actually doing it it's so easy to sit around and talk about oh i'm gonna do this oh i want to do this oh i know exactly where i want my career to go but like taking the steps to actually make it happen is like so hard yeah totally I'm, I'm, that's what i'm saying like <laughs> Sorry, I'm like saying like like so like much. Yeah, when I listen, when I'm editing, I actually cut times when we're saying like out of it because it's so excessive and bad. <laughs> and we're gonna take accountability and promise to do better. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to enunciate and not slur. I'm going to use I'm going to use my diction. <laughs> I'm gonna use my tongue. I'm gonna use the tongue that God gave me. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually crazy. <laughs> Elaine's like one of the most like well spoken people I know, and not I'm not saying that to like please. I you cannot believe that that's true. We're talking about in terms of like being able to like speak speak good, like um, like you you're very like <laughs> I don't know. That. <laughs> I mean, sorry, I called you out. I didn't mean, mean to speak good. I mean like. Oh, when you're performing, like you really know how to say every single word you're saying and mean it. Sure. Yes. Sure. That's why I think it's funny when sometimes you talk on the podcast. <laughs> no, it's because it's because I'm miserable as myself. As as Elaine, I don't I don't have conviction half the time with what I'm saying. It's that's why I'm a mumbler as well. I'm I'm constantly called out. And I I don't speak with conviction, but I'm trying. I'm gonna. Pr I promise to do better with that too, everyone. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess that can lead us to the difference in our voices. Um, I'm Emily. I'm the one that sounds like a scathing bitch all the time. I'm Elaine. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm Elaine. In my brain, I just sound like a man. You said you sound like a lesbian bruh girl on some unreleased audio. <laughs> Oh yeah, I do sound like a lesbian bro girl, I think, because <laughs> <laughs> I made somebody tell me one time like why I like come across really gay. And I was like, what about me like seems really gay? Like the way I look? Is it the way I dress? Like what is it? And they were like, it's the way you talk. It's your voice. <laughs> and I was like, okay, word up. Yeah, and I agree. I agree with everything you're saying. You do sound like a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You sound LGBT. I've been told, I was also told during school, I feel like I said this, perhaps, maybe it's been cut from another app, but I think that I, I have a radio voice. I've been told I have a radio voice. Oh, yeah. Which is nice. I think you do too. That's that's like the first compliment I got at the Marco's Pizza was I answered the phone and the guy goes, oh my God, you should be on the radio. He was like from the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> I went to school for performing and one of the first things I was told was that I have a great radio voice. I was like, great. I'm actually like trying to be seen. <laughs> Is that like, like the meanest <laughs> thing you could ever tell someone in Yeah, in, in theater school. Yeah, for real. But, you know. Um, are we ready for the real podcast origin story? Yeah, take it away. Okay, so later on, I wasn't lying when you hear us talk about it again. <laughs> the other intro we recorded i guess i didn't want to credit this person with 
the beginning of the podcast like who gave us like the real motivation to do it don't get all the other reasons are true we elaine and i it, it's our destiny you love each other yes it's our destiny we love each other we're meant to we're meant to be yeah unfortunately a man did kickstart the podcast and we haven't talked about men at all really on the podcast yet don't worry it, 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 it's coming <laughs> don't worry <laughs> don't worry we're gonna be real girls soon um <laughs> Okay, well, here goes. I'm I'm speaking off the top of my head, so if I say like all the time, sorry, I did not I did not premeditate this. They go every time you say like. (laughs) (laughs) You should. You just start going no, 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 like the Riddler and Batman. No, no, no. Army, army. Actually, I probably actually need you to have a tantrum every time I say like. We need to be sent to the not. We need to be sent to not saying like army. We need like shot callers. remote control hurt ourselves okay so last year during the summer and the fall i was dating someone can we believe and it was serious because he met elaine <laughs> that's mm-hmm. how you know yeah that's bigger than meeting my parents it was serious we just got to a point where i was very confused about our relationship because he was like getting really drunk and then being mean to me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so confusing yeah and he's like 30 (laughs) so i was like what's going on (laughs) i like i don't even care saying stuff he was truly so cruel to me in the aftermath that i'm like i'm allowed to say any of this and i don't even care if you hear it because it's true you old bastard so after coming to the realization that he was like drinking six beers every time we were hanging out (laughs) i was like "Mm, thinking something's off the last time i went over to his place i like knew it was time to go so i like i gave him a bunch of my records to listen to as homework because i thought he was like interested in getting to know me but the only ones he listened to out of the batch were a beautiful dark twisted fantasy and talking heads record and he left them both like out of the package and all fucked up so that's when i knew he like hated me actually <laughs> basically i texted him soon a- soon after and i i sent a very nice breakup message the nice breakup i've ever had I said just like hey like I think I like you a lot more than you like me I'm really these past few weeks have been confusing no hard feelings and then three days later text me (laughs) he goes "Ugh, sorry had a lot to deal with going to a funeral in St. Louis which I know the funeral might be fake because I looked up his last name and his mom's maiden name in all the newspapers in (laughs) St. Louis And I couldn't find one, and he would not tell me who died. I did press a bit, and he, like, in some follow up text, but he would not tell me who died or anything about the situation. And I looked at his um, Steam account, and he was logging like 30 hours of video games that week. I was like, hmm, I don't think anyone died. So, um, Toad, if you're, that's his nickname, by the way, Toad, if you're listening, send me the obituary. I'd love to read it. <laughs> but he sends me this text message in return. And he says, I'm the funniest person in the whole world. And he thinks I'm such a genius tastemaker and that he respects me so much, blah, blah, blah. I think I was willing for reparations to fix it in a way, but he ends up just never speaking to me again after that. After many, many desperate attempts, a drunk text about Steely Dan and (laughs) um, I made like a hinge account to message him. I think I, yeah, I I reached out in a bunch of different ways, but I don't I don't know why he doesn't want to talk to me anymore. 
<laughs> but um uh, it's like real fucked up what he did yeah it's mostly fucked up because he's like 30 and his 40th birthday is next month too so. <laughs> <laughs> so basically i was so mad that he called me the funniest person in the whole world because there's a scene in sex in the city with mr big where he tells carrie that at the end of the day you just want to be with the one that makes you laugh i'm like why is he lying? He's making us not believe in sex in the city, which is like the cruelest thing man can do because sex in the city is Bible. So I just thought if you're not going to think I'm the funniest person in the world anymore, I'm going to make everyone else think I'm the funniest person in the world. <laughs> so the podcast was created in a, in a, in an attempt to make that true. And also maybe he would listen to it and then text me back. <laughs> <laughs> moved on now though we're moved on oh yeah i'm i'm completely okay and i don't think about it at all ever for sure i'm like i, I pretty much don't it's like <laughs> funny to joke about <laughs> like I'm like is that true um it did not sound convincing i'm gonna be honest <laughs> <laughs> toad has more or less become like a funny character to me and elaine because it's like hilarious to bring up yeah it it, it is my dearly beloved toad if you are listening <laughs> what i will say to you is that <laughs> one if you're listening thanks two i took <laughs> off my top for you and i want my fucking jason poland t-shirt back i told you he was one of my favorite artists and he died of cancer and you have my fucking t-shirt and you won't give it back to me asshole that's all i want you should go get it i feel like maybe he has a bunch of guns though it's like isn't it's part of the fancy me and emily have this fantasy where we like confront men to their faces and call them cowards because they can't take it. Uh, I told my mom recently ish about a, a, a man who wronged me. Um, it's like I'm gonna call him a coward. She was like, like that's kind of heavy. It's kind of heavy. I don't. A coward's the worst thing you can call a man. She was like, I think that's too heavy for him to hear. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Remember when we went to Toad's apartment, Elaine, and you took all those pictures with his guns? It's like, he's yeah. gonna shoot me. <laughs> he does. He has a lot of guns. We were like, we love him so much. He had, like, literally so many guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I thought he was, like, going to be normal to me after he literally showed me, like, the gun he keeps in his couch. I'm actually, my ex-boyfriend's gonna come on later, and I'm gonna make him testify that I'm nice and normal and a good girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> At gunpoint. I can't wait to meet him. <laughs> but I think it, that's what happens when you date. I was 22 at the time. That's what happens when you date someone five years younger than you. Sorry, but they're going to make a podcast and talk about you. Mwah, kisses, Toad. Love ya. Okay, here's our original recording. People have been asking why. Why? <laughs> why? We'll, we'll tell you why. Oh, we will. Oh, we will. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons why it's really multifaceted uh, it's pertaining to why we're doing the podcast. And I guess we're just going to tell you the whole entire episode. Yeah. I mean, you guys are the ones who asked for it, so. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'd love, I really love to talk about it to prove that my intentions are true and good. I mean, even if they weren't, who gives a fuck, <laughs> but why does the pod make us so happy it makes me so happy it is truly the biggest source of joy in my whole entire life at the moment i love podcast Same. i i think about podcast all day i'm in love with podcast <laughs> i am in love with podcast 
But I think it's crazy that I, I think compared to Emily, I'm like semi-uncultured, even though Emily's always been my inspiration when it comes to like being a cool person. But I've never listened, to, I never listened to podcasts. Like I, the only podcast I've ever listened to before making this, I've probably listened to like one episode of Call Her Daddy. I've listened to Frenemies <laughs> with Trisha, obviously. And I think I've probably listened to like two Red Scare episodes. I just want to come out clean and say that Frenemies, Red Scare, and Call Her Daddy are not inspirations <laughs> for the podcast. But, um, even though I think when we were, even though I think when we were brainstorming, you were like, "Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be like a mix of Call Her Daddy with Red Scare." I was like, "I love," it. I was like, "I love it, I love it." Yes, yes, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I, yeah, I did. I did use that as a description. <laughs> Guilty. Like I have listened to. I have listened to all of those like profusely because I, I like to be. I like to be an informed hater about everything. But as far as other podcasts I like, um, I'm a big fan of sexy, unique podcasts. They talk about like Vanderpump Rules and other reality shows. And the hosts are hilarious, Carrie and Lara. I absolutely love them. And then really the only other podcast I've like consistently listened to is like Serial and S-Town. Those are like my favorites ever. But really, I don't listen to podcasts ever, but I love talking to myself in my head. <laughs> yeah. Talking it's like to talking Lane. to me in my head is the equivalent of talking to Emily. Like, it's the same thing. It's like the same thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, our friendship is truly, like, I feel like I didn't become myself until I met you, truly. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I've been thinking about it a lot. Elaine and I were literally instantly best friends. I don't even know how to describe it. Like, we met when we were in high school, like, probably, like, what 14 and 15 maybe yeah I think it was my sophomore year maybe or my I don't know it was the beginning of high school for me yeah we met at a mutual friend's house we were at like a little party or something and I don't know we just have been best friends since that night I don't know I feel like I met you and I was like wow this is what it's like to be like funny and cool and <laughs> funny and cool and be a girl like that's like <laughs> I just think when Elaine and I are together in even talking online it's like the best time of my whole entire life I'm so happy everything's good and funny the whole entire time yeah I agree so naturally like how the fuck wouldn't we do a podcast we'd be literally dumb and like regretful for life if we didn't so yeah, and I think we've always been destined to, like, work on a creative project together. And, like, Elaine's obviously an actress. And, like, I'm not a writer or anything, but I would love to write, like, material for her. But, like, it's, I don't, this is just so much more than our reach, like, actually produce than, like, making a TV yeah, show. Yeah, you're just so funny. Like, I can't take it sometimes, truly. Anyways. Ugh, me too. I feel the same way. <laughs> we <laughs> We're being just us making out with each other the whole episode. We're, we're like, mm. we're being so cheesy. I love it though. <laughs> no, I'm just like, I love you, I love you, I love you the whole time. Yeah, but like, I just like, I couldn't do this without Elaine. And I think that's like imperative everyone knows is that like, I'm not funny by myself. Like, I'm truly like a situational comedian, if we will. <laughs> like, I mean, that is exactly how I am as well. I've reflected on my style of humor, my personal style. And it's like, I don't know, I can I can take things other people say and like twist them in a funny way that even they didn't mean themselves and like Yeah, I'm manipulative. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but I don't know I don't know how original I am. Well <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
like to be honest <laughs> oh yeah i mean i've definitely like stolen like all of the facets of my personality from like media i love and we've talked at length about how like we really like conjure things in our head to be like movies like we both watched sex in the city recently then we were pretending like our entire lives were sex in the city <laughs> it changed my life i would text emily about sex in the city for like six hours every day i'd be like oh my god miranda i would like <laughs> turn on episodes elaine was watching so i could like experience her emotions <laughs> with her best show ever elaine and i are both carries in case you're wondering but we are both carries i'm i'm i claim it i'm carrie but i'm charlotte coded i think i'm carrie but miranda coded even i mean even my mom told me i was carrie (laughs) i was texting my my mom about the show i was like which one are you and she said i'm samantha lol and then she said jk (laughs) she wasn't joking She was like, yeah. I was like, mm. or she was like, no, I'm just Miranda, actually, lol. And I was like, oh, that's because you're a lawyer, right? You also look exactly like young Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, I hear it. I hear it a lot. I love that. I think that's such a compliment. I think she's so beautiful in that show. Yeah, she's she's amazing. Like Carrie Bradshaw is, I think, the most iconic character of all time, potentially uh, a top ten. I I just like backtracked a little, but like definitely top ten all time ever created. I love my best feature being my hair, and I embrace that, and I feel like that's how Carrie is, so... Uh, all of your features are the best. Mwah, 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 mwah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess let's talk more about, like, our other developments of humor and comedy. Like, I don't consider myself a comedian at yeah. all whatsoever. I think I'm, like, good at talking to people, again, like, situational situations. But um, I grew up watching Seinfeld at the dinner table on a little kitchen TV because I don't think my family wanted to, like, talk to each other during dinner. But, like, I feel like <laughs> that's a common Midwest experience was having, like, Seinfeld and Everybody Loves Raymond the tv on tvs on the little kitchen tv so that was happening a lot i didn't watch seinfeld until like a month ago did you love it yeah i thought it was really funny i watched the first season my whole life i've been hearing like (laughs) you know (laughs) so i feel like that kind of put me off from watching it so it's been like this seinfeld has like been in your destiny seinfeld is in my blood yeah well yeah in that same vein i think Larry David, like the head writer of Seinfeld. I like obviously love his other show, Curb Your Enthusiasm, so much. And that's been an incredibly formative show to me just because I think he's so brutally honest and hilarious. <laughs> Curb Your Enthusiasm, one of the best shows ever, obsessed. Um, another show I watch, this is the first time I remember ever laughing at TV and being like, wow, this is comedy and this is funny. Was um my parents let me watch Arrested Development as it was airing and like what, like 2004, 2005, 2006? I don't know. Don't fact check me. It's still the misinformation podcast, in case you're wondering. But it was this specific scene I remember where Buster, who's kind of like the goofy son, <laughs> he's a bit... Tony Hill. Yeah, he's a bit, you know, he's not... What did they say? Like, he's not neurotypical. <laughs> like, something's, something's going... He's neurodivergent. Yeah, something's going astray socially for him. But Buster is neurodivergent. <laughs> He um he has to join the army for some reason. I haven't watched the show in a hot minute, so like I don't army, know. Army, army, yeah, army, army. Of course, I like. I'm always talking about army on the podcast. But um, <laughs> he goes. He like fate goes to army. He like joins, but then he like leaves, and he like goes to the arcade or something, and he comes back with like stuffed animals from like the vending machine, and he goes, 
These are my awards, mother, from ARMY. The seal is for marksmanship, and the gorilla is for sand racing. And for whatever reason, that just, like, I remember being like, oh my god, this is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like, then I got autism from that. <laughs> you were like, and now I am neurodivergent forever. Yeah, it, like, it really rewired my whole entire brain. I was like, oh my god, I'm one, I'm gonna love stuffed animals. Two. I'm gonna lie. Three, I'm gonna love Army. <laughs> I love Arrested Development as well. I would say it's one of my favorite TV shows, but I did not watch it until I was like a freshman in high school. Outside of Emily being the first like obviously funny person I ever met, <laughs> I feel like the other obviously funniest people I ever met were my like two stepbrothers who are both much older than me. When I first met them, I was quite young and just watching them like shoot the shit with each other and like we're, we're just constantly quoting like shows like Seinfeld and like the whole room is laughing at them right now <laughs> like I learned how to be funny from men too yeah that's I mean I guess I guess that's what I'm saying like I guess I learned from men <laughs> like truly <laughs> I mean yeah I like came out of the womb and my dad was like okay here's Howard Stern and Kirby Enthusiasm and I was like all right <laughs> for real <laughs> i mean like half the things i watch them quote like I, I definitely don't even know what they are still to this day but... what like can you like recite a bit like what were they quoting honestly no like i feel like they quoted like a lot of like adam sandler shit <laughs> i feel like <laughs> which i'm like i mean i don't even know if i would watch that now and be like yes comedy but like at the time it was like I know we had like Sein- I know we had Seinfeld seen it at my house, which I could never play because <laughs> I haven't seen it. Go. Um, what kind of things do you laugh at now? What's funny to you now? What's funny to me now? I mean, we brought up Trisha Paytas earlier. She's a very complex form of humor, in my opinion. But I think she has like I I really I feel like there's like I feel like there's quite a complex conversation to be had about her when it comes to like how much of it is a bit, how much of it is real, like what. Yeah. yeah. Even though I know, she, even though I know she has like done some of them, done and said some of the most fucked up shit. But I'm just like that's. I think that's part of it. <laughs> I agree, and like I think at the end of the day, what like drives me crazy and makes me like somewhat disinterested is that we'll never know the reality of it. I've like literally thought about this for so long. But no, like truly, I have followed her for years and years and years. Like she has like been one of the longest running like figures in my life <laughs> yeah my like first exposure to her was when i would google like um like how to kiss boys i would like be looking that up on yeah. youtube <laughs> and like she but and then i would somehow end up watching like her i had sex with like marilyn manson story time videos and then i didn't like kiss anyone for like six more years so no worries <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i'll say i'm laughing i'm laughing at like nathan for you for the most part like that's like the funniest thing to me i'm looking at nathan filter's name on my list right now my biggest influence in terms of like editing the podcast and even like storyline is that nathan fielder executive produces a show called how to with john wilson on hbo which like mostly probably everyone listening already knows about i have never watched it is that kind of fucked up i mean it's really fucked up because that's what i really want this podcast to be i know like Uh, how to with john wilson i think is just the most human and sweetest show i've ever seen in my whole entire life it's so 
wholesome he basically just like records like documentary footage of like new york and his life and then he like constructs these like narratives and storylines behind it and things get so crazy like the things he delves into and like obviously we're just talking to like our friends and, like people we know but i would love to gain credentials so that i could talk to like you know city officials on the podcast. <laughs> uh you know i don't know i don't know where i'm going with this but um we're getting the mayor on here next. I just think he's making the best show on TV right now, if I'm being quite honest. Yeah, and at the at the end of the day, I guess this is a good transition. I really just want the podcast to be like a, a logging of our life. Like I feel like this time in our our early twenties, they're so important. But um I think what really inspired me to like actually be productive and make the podcast is that this is gonna get fucking weird i when i was a teenager like in high school i used to write these like google docs manifestos of like my thoughts and feelings because i thought i was gonna be so important i needed them for like a memoir one day who knows i was being a narcissist but um i remember you mean you may still be <laughs> no, no it's too early to tell it's truly i i truly believe that it's too early to tell I hope you still have them anyways. Well, yeah, that's the thing. In college, I remember being like so embarrassed and deleting all of them. I was like, I never want to remember these thoughts and feelings. And so I deleted all of them. And now I'm really sad mm-hmm. that I, I basically don't remember like my teenagers at all beyond like being friends with Elaine. Like, that's like truly my yes. mark for history. Mm. So when I was like convincing Elaine to do the podcast with me, I mean, she wanted, I don't know. I don't think you really need convincing, but no i did not need convincing emily texted me one day and was like i have an idea we're gonna do a podcast i'm so miserable i think is the name and i was like <laughs> love it love it. i was like love it love it let's go True. you're always you're right. always so nice about all my bad <laughs> ideas but um no what do you mean this is like the most amazing idea ever of all time i love doing it and i think it's <laughs> i truly think it's like the beacon of light in my like waking up every day i'm like Oh, even if we don't record today, I'm gonna like think about it and like we're gonna talk about it and like Yeah, we are like productive every day, I'll say. Even though there's only three episodes in the span of three months. Even though there is only three episodes, I mean That's okay. We we Maggie died. It was a really tragic time. <laughs> oh, but um I told Elaine, I was like, I think we need to log this time in our lives. Like I was coming out of my it's coming out of my psychotic break and i was like i just really want to remember this time in our friendships so that when we're in the nursing home one day we can listen back on this and laugh 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 i keep having the image of us doing that in my brain and i'm like yes every time we record i'm like imagining me listening to it as like a <laughs> fucking 80 year old and i'm like wow it's amazing it's really is amazing and i love how many how many of your friends i've gotten to talk to that i've never met face to face but yeah and that's a really special thing for me is like elaine connecting with people i met in college because we went to separate colleges and like it's truly like the best thing in the whole world i'll just like lay on the ground and like smile while elaine is talking to like another really important person for my life oh but i love it too it's amazing yeah i love i love community building that's my favorite (laughs) yeah that's my that's my truly my favorite thing about doing this yeah, I love yeah. that. It like it keeps you and I so close and connected and like I feel like we've also just been talking to so many people that like I don't regularly mm-hmm. like call or like check up on and like mm-hmm. and I want everyone to know who's listening to the podcast. Like um when we have these little cameo and interviews within it, like we're talking to these people for like 2 hours. Like I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Like every <laughs> it's so 
and like some some people we like give time restrictions I, like either like elaine will have work early or like i have homework a lot yeah. of the time so like we'll tell people like we're talking yeah. for half an hour and that's it but a lot of the time but i mean i did want to say that like i haven't watched how to with john wilson but I do feel like Nathan Fielder is like, it's such a cheesy sentiment and I've never said it about anybody before, but I feel like he is like one of the only people I would be like, I genuinely feel lucky. I'm like, <laughs> alive at the same time as him. I think he's so... Oh my gosh, that's really sweet. No, I really feel like that. He is so funny. He has like forever changed my mind and my like life and view and perspective on comedy. He is so... It's indescribable. It's it's he's so he's really something, and I love it. It was kind of just like the first time, cause like uh, to describe myself, I, I'm I'm like a bit shy and reserved, and I, like I don't I, maybe I'm awkward. I don't know. As I'm like stammering, maybe I'm awkward. But um, <laughs> he. It's the first time I've ever seen like a comedian just be like really like wholesome and like a bit like timid, and I just I. I see like myself in him yeah. in a way, and like I don't. I just I've just never really seen comedy be so like wholesome until John Wilson, of course. But like, um, yeah, I think he does such a great job of like juxtaposing that with the fact that he never, ever, ever he's he's never broken that character. He'll like be shocked. Like you can tell when he's like genuinely like shocked on the show. Like the grandson's pee. Oh yeah. He like even he couldn't believe what he was. <laughs> Yeah, when the when when she when the ghost realtor was like, "This is what happened when I was in Switzerland," and he's like, "What happened when you were in Switzerland?" Like, you can yes, you can tell, but like even when he goes on these talk shows and he's talking to like Jimmy Kimmel or whatever, like he is still like he is so committed, truly to like I guess you could call it this bit that it's just like so it's just truly epic. Yeah, I feel like everything. Everything he does and says is just, like, epic on this whole other level that, like... I love people with curated personas. I love. I mean, we both were also obsessed with Kanye West. That was, like, a big part of our friendship in high school as well. Like, we love a curated persona. (laughs) It was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're so right. A little fact about me. I'm obsessed with psycho geniuses, and Nathan Fielder's one of them. I guess I also love... I'll talk about Broad City. That's one of my... I very much, I watch way more movies than I watch television shows, and when it comes to television shows, I watch much more drama than I ever watch comedy. But Nathan For You and Broad City are, like, two of my ride or die. Like, I could not live without those shows. I would not be who I am today without those shows. Broad City, I just, I don't know, I'm kind of like, if you haven't watched that, like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Like, (laughs) well, (laughs) I don't know. I haven't watched it. (laughs) You haven't? I'm like... Wait, Emily, seriously? I haven't watched it because I hate women, and they're not oh my funny. God. They're funny for girls. We're having a confrontation. How have you not watched that show? My thing is, is like I have watched a little bit, and every time I've watched it, they're like smoking way too much weed. It stresses me out. I mean, that's kind of like, ugh. I can keep it real in the pod right now. Um, I think the show is meant to be watched high. I do think that. And like the first time I've watched it, I've watched the show once all the way through completely, and then, like, I've watched, probably, like, watched it, like, three other times through. Were you stoned the entire time? The other times, not so much. After that, it just became, like, a comfort show, and it didn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I mean, I don't know. It's so, it gets, I just think, like, the, the development of those characters and the plot and definitely the, like, conversation and discourse about women involved and weed and 
I like that's the thing though. It's like I hate talking about women and I hate talking about weed. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I have laughed at it. I like, mean, I'm, I'm being facetious. I have laughed. It's so. I'm shocked to hear this from you. I, think. I liked it when Hannibal Buress was being the dentist boyfriend. Hannibal Buress is being the dentist boyfriend the whole series. That's the thing. <laughs> like, you gotta, like, he, he never stops, really. Oh. Like, he stops, he comes back. But then he stops, but then he comes back. Like, I like it when Susie Green from Curb is being, like, Alana's mom or something. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have to look her up one second. I mean, I haven't watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, so I don't, I can't really commentate on that. But I'm sure I would like it. But I, I have a penis, and Elaine has a vagina. <laughs> I'll only watch it if you watch it. That's fair. Too. And like, I, yeah, I'm being a bitch. Like, I, I would, I would like it. I know. I love this. I saw a clip on Twitter of when like Lana like sees a girl who looks just like her. I think it's like Ali Shawkat, maybe. It's just like in love with her. It is. It is. I thought that was hilarious. I just, yes. It's so, it's just like there's so many genius things in it. And I just think it it has such a lot. It has amazing discourse about like smoking weed for one, being a woman for two, being a lesbian for three. Like, Uh, okay. (laughs) Having, (laughs) having like gay family members. I don't know. Just like all of it. This is. Going to school, growing up, becoming 30, like... What about, why'd you forget to say Judaism? I suppose that's truly the one factor of the show that I can't even pretend. (laughs) I love the show, and I love that Shania Twain is a bit, and I love that, like, there's there's just so many, like, uh, there's just so many references that are... uh, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want me talking about Broad City in this I'm just too vulnerable (laughs) when I'm talking about Broad City, yeah. If you keep in mind, like, the years it was being made as you watch it, I think it's incredibly relevant. Because they talk about loving Hillary Clinton. Yeah, mostly. I also love Modern... I will say that Modern Family, I was raised on Modern Family. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Was that that Monday Night's (laughs) ABC? I'm sitting on Modern Family. (laughs) You know I love Modern Family. There's just so many great family shows throughout history. I'll give a special shout out to Freaks and Geeks because I think... I'm Sam Weir. I think the last thing I really wanted to make sure I said is that School of Rock is the best comedic movie of all time. Yeah, and I think a lot of people honestly agree with you. And, like, what's crazy is that movie's directed by Richard Linklater, who made, like, a before sunset before sunrise before midnight the before trilogy. And they are the most beautiful movies I've ever seen in my whole life. They're just so real, so conversational. Like they feel human. <laughs> I say that's how, that's when I like something. I'm like, it's human. I watch them after like a harrowing breakup. <laughs> so um, I don't. They just like really made me believe that like love is very real and possible, and like it's also very situational. I think that I don't. They're just so they're so real and so human. But the same director is what I'm getting at. So you can continue talking about School of Rock. <laughs> but it's like oh, all of that versus School of. <laughs> versus jack black being like but it is a genius <laughs> movie you're right i I think school of rock is a genius movie and when i think of that movie i think of you thank you i mean uh, you put that movie on and I, i'll just fucking i can say every line like it's one of the only things i can like confidently like i probably know it better than you, <laughs> you know? like anyone who's li- like any person in the world who's listening like i pro- i'm confident i know it better than you <laughs> We should do like a quiz show. We should bring someone on and I'll ask trivia questions. I think Jack Black is just so fucking good in that movie. It's so good. 
It's also brought me, it's, I mean, that's a thing. It's very universal. It's cheesily brought me closer to a lot of people. Like Annie solidified my like best friendship with Annie in high school. Like the only standout moment that I know from that movie, like that sticks in my head the most is um, the little gay kid going, you're tacky and I hate you. (laughs) And he goes, see me after class. It's so good. (laughs) That movie is amazing. I'm about to go put it on. I mean, I'll say another like for speaking of gay kids being mean like formative um comedic curating is one of my best friends from high school brock who's the meanest meanest gay in town <laughs> and you know what he taught me a lot about being funny i'll say that and i love you brock you're more than being gay and mean <laughs> i feel like i know brock is gay and mean because he like unfollowed me on instagram We're going to have to put another not homophobic warning at the beginning of this. I mean, my best friend is gay and mean. I guess that leads me to the thought that, like, if you are my friend or anyone in my life who has listened and has said, like, anything to me about it, like, genuinely, thank you so much. Like, this is really, I don't want to say this project's dumb. I mean, it's, like, dumb in a way, but, like, it has, like, it's brought so much meaning to our lives in a way. I don't know. It's just so nice exploring it and want to try to do as much with it as we can so like anyone who's giving feedback at all whether it's good or bad i want to hear it good morning students welcome to the oracle think tank and big brain academy what's for lunch gin patty Bun. <laughs> um, we're really just gonna make people uh like our friends come on and tell us what they think we should talk about and give us feedback that's all this is it's hilarious to pretend we're at school though so that's what we're gonna do listen up students let's head over to the jocks table <laughs> mitchell come on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, first person to give us feedback is someone who has never listened to the podcast. Uh, Here's Mitch. (laughs) Completely guilty of never listening to a single one of these podcasts. Why? I've been busy. You text me every night that you're so bored. (laughs) Listen, no offense, but, you know, I started rewatching How I Met Your Mother, and if I have to pick one... I think it's because the last time Mitch heard you and I talk to each other, his heart... His heart rate raced so much that his Apple Watch had to tell him to breathe. Yeah, we got Mitch so fucking pissed at us that his Apple Watch told him to literally breathe. I just felt like I was talking to a wall. Do you love listening to Elaine and I talk? It's uh, a spiritual experience. I'll say that. Aw, I like we are godly women. Godly women. We are godly women. Mitch's dad was actually my, like, Catholic school instructor, and he told me that abortion is bad. (laughs) (laughs) I I have no idea if that happened or not. Do you, what kind of stuff do you think we have been talking about on the podcast? Um, As a a (laughs) non-listener, in your fantasy, what are we talking about? (laughs) I'm sure a lot of sex talk comes up. Oh my god. Jesus, who do you think we are? Which which boy which boy we're talking to today or this week? You know, 
we're sluts? I, I did not say that. That you, you said those words. If you could listen to me and Emily talk about anything on the planet, pretend we had infinite knowledge, what would you pick? Anything other than boys or relationships. Yeah. I think I'm tapped out from that. Yeah, that's fair. Just everything about everything. And what would I like to hear you guys just talk about infinitely? I'd go with, uh, you know, just the, the complete the heat of the songs that get played from uh, St. Paul's Mass. That, that's that's what I would like to hear about. Is it disrespectful if I do the one where the like the priest is chanting? Through him, with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, forever and ever. Amen. Let's head over to the drama kids with no talent table. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god, there's my 30-year-old sister. Oh my god, hi. <laughs> Being 30 really enhances the, like, why am I sitting in this cafeteria experience? <laughs> well, when Elaine were brainstorming, me and Elaine were brainstorming what to say you were, and I said, big bitch table, and Elaine said she's the lunch lady. <laughs> Wait, I didn't hear it, what? <laughs> I'm not repeating it. <laughs> no. Thank you for thinking I'm popular. <laughs> so hi, hi, gorgeous, beautiful, amazing sister. <laughs> Give Elaine and I feedback about how what have you thought of the podcast so far? I mean, I've been living, laughing, loving through the whole thing. Um, so I did go into the taking your top off episode with like a heavy feeling of dread, but I actually really enjoyed it. I think. You guys are really funny, you know. I don't really want to hear Emily talking about her top and and everything. <laughs> I don't really want to hear that ever again, but it was well done. So I will just commend you. And then Emily, you're you do not have fat upper arms. I'm just saying that. Yeah, I thought the same thing. It's it's nuts. Like you need to stop letting this like 13 year old boy rule your life and your sleeve choices. <laughs> At, um, Karina's wedding shower the other week, I literally made her edit pictures of my arm to be skinnier. <laughs> she made me edit it to be so skinny, and I got so annoyed. I literally made like a fake one where she, she looks like she had a condition. <laughs> I was so annoyed and mad. I'm glad I'm finally talking to you. I've loved your I've loved your contributions to the episodes. Thank you, Elaine. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Don't compliment her. I just gotta be honest. Yeah, Yeah, don't. It's dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) The Leo rising. It's bad for me. Um, This has been my number one idea for the pod for like months now. So I want to do, I want you to do, I want to come on the episode though. I want you to do an episode about like generational cringe. Mm -hmm. Just because me and Emily are six years apart, but it feels like a lot in terms of what generation we're in. And like, I don't know why. It just feels like a, a deep chasm. And I just want to talk about like being a millennial and like the things that are so cringe now and so embarrassing. Like at the time, we're considered normal and like fine. Like when I was in high school, it was very normal to like go home and watch a Disney movie and like post about it on Facebook like and be like... that was normal no one thought that was freak behavior but now it's like oh my god if you do that you should just (laughs) throw yourself off a bridge you weirdo (laughs) so i want to get your predictions for what you think the like gen z or like younger millennial like what you think will be the cringe what will be like so cringe in like five years 
And we're going to head on over to the hippie table. Hi, hippies. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, so- sound like you're smoking weed right now. Yeah, yeah, sound like you are. We already sounded like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell us your names, hippies. I'm Maddie. My name's Nate. I'm a hippie. How long is your hair, hippie? Really long. I I went and uh, I was... I was getting my lunch earlier, and um, the lunch lady gave me a hard time because I, I I smelled like pot. You got the Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, it's chicken it was patty. Good. It's chicken patty today for lunch. <laughs> I don't eat meat. I can't handle this. We're like in the lunchroom right now. I, I'm like I feel like I'm there. I'm just trying to eat, and these 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 girls came up to my table. What, are, Maddie? What's going on? What are they? Why are they talking to us? I don't know. I've never seen these girls before in my life. Where I'm so miserable. Me too. Yeah. yeah. We should smoke. <laughs> I need smoked out so bad. Maddie, you've been listening to the podcast. We love you yes. for it. What are your thoughts? What, what's you can be mean too. You don't have to. You don't have to. You can say whatever you want. I love the podcast because. I know you both through such a interesting lens already. <laughs> and so I've barely got to hang out with you guys in person or talk to you. So when I listen to your podcast, I feel like I'm catching up with some friends. Aww, that's really nice. <laughs> I laugh to myself a lot. And even when I hadn't watched Euphoria and listened to that first one, I was like, hell yeah, I'm, I'm on board. I know what's going on. Well, Nate, it's your turn to compliment us now. Well, I just love also how it feels like just being invited to be like a fly on the wall for two friends talking. I liked the top episode more because like it felt more like involved with your friends and you had stories and things. Like I always love like party stories and stuff like that. That was a good one. Um, I had a lot of feelings about that one. <laughs> yeah. I like your guys' voices, too. I never, like, thought about your guys' voices until, like, I listened to them for, like, over an hour. We sound hot. You can say it. The, there's definitely a hotness factor. Um, <laughs> and then with the, with the equalization, it definitely added to the hotness factor. Like, lower registers. <laughs> so it's like, very chill. It's like, yeah, so... It's just, I'm so miserable, and it's like, so, like... We were talking, and then like, oh yeah, slay. We said and like, then... yeah. We were just, we were just uh, beating ourselves up for how much we say like. Oh yeah. I'm really glad to be called chill by a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> I almost feel like you're calling us a slur when you say that. <laughs> no, I think no. That's what if I'd call you guys. Whoa! <laughs> you gotta get yourself canceled with that one. No, Nate and Maddie, I think you are both amazing people. Well, Maddie specifically, I'll say, you like are. <laughs> you're such like a bright force in this group chat we're in together, and you've always just been so sweet and kind. And when I told that guy to kill himself. <laughs> literally kill yourself i was upset we've had that group chat going for so many years and then all these people getting added in there and ruining it and now it's just trashed yeah i'm gonna tell you to kill yourself you ruined something where i made all these friends 
Did you guys do Act Chow? No, but we're friends with Ben Kling who did. Any future ep ideas you guys have for us? Anything you're dying to hear us talk about with our with our hot voices? Overwatch. Overwatch. <laughs> Read romanticized texting Elaine. Read some fanfics of some people you loved when you were oh a my teen. God. Oh yeah, we are doing fanfics. Yeah, I literally episode. texted that to Emily like two days ago. I was like, oh, wait, we. I kind of want to do one where we like write our own. Like, you pick something for me to write a fanfic about, and then I'll pick something for you to write about, and we mm. read them. I'm glad you guys came by our table. Oh my god. Mitch just gave me this note from his friend at the jock table named Cake Cake Blocks. Should I read it out loud? Yeah, it says to Elaine. Totally forgot to pass this over yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my critique after listening to all the episodes is that the best parts, in my humble opinion, are when you and Emily are riffing on a topic. I did like it when you guys occasionally brought in guest segments, particularly when it's someone talking about something they're passionate about, parentheses, like explaining The Witcher. But the hardest I've laughed is with y- when you and Emily are discussing the topic of the day. Topics that could be good. Cringiest rejection slash date stories, parentheses, almost everyone has at least one good story that they can look back and laugh on. Most inappropriate thing you've done in public or the impact of covid on dating p.s you guys are so hot and funny and beautiful and your voices are so (laughs) sexy and i wish you guys would talk me to sleep every night (laughs) oh my god cake that is so nice wow he's so shy and thinks we're so funny and hot thank you cake (laughs) thank you cake What's going on over here at the model table? Hey, Zach. We want you to talk about how you know that me and Emily are, like, obviously creative and comedic soulmates. And, like, we're meant to be, meant to be friends. Yeah, you guys need a lot of attention. So add on somehow that, like, it's okay that we called you hot and that you okay with that. Why, why do I have to be okay with it? <laughs> we're, like, coaxing him into it. We're, like, read the script, monkey. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys started a podcast <laughs> so I can listen to you talk more than you already do. Anyway, who's who's this sitting here all by themselves? Oh my god, it's your ex-boyfriend. Oh my god. <laughs> I see sitting alone. Sorry, Sean. It's really it's really nice of you to come today. Yeah. Okay, say say hi so everyone knows you're actually here. Oh hey. Okay, so your role right now is that you are you are actually my boyfriend. You're my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> um, we we dated in 2017 and it went really well. Okay. So what I do need you to confirm right now is that I'm nice and good. Um, I mean, I think so. That's like the overall impression that I got. So I thought you were going to come on and be really nice about me. And you're actually like, I don't know you, bitch. Pretty good. Pretty nice. (laughs) I can't. I think really highly of you. I'm glad to hear that. On a scale of like zero is a normal girl and 10 is like a crazed woman. Where would I fall? Um, like seven and a half. I feel like that's right. (laughs) Have you listened to the pod? 
the video game episode. That was it. He said he listened on private mode. <laughs> on Spotify, yeah. You still got a mustache? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I was just going to find an effect, but that works. <laughs> You're like, actually, I'm a bell. <laughs> Principal back again. Lunch is over. <laughs>